Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. I'm Jeff Johnson here via phone with Heather Shoemaker coming at you again with another episode. What are we talking about today, Heather? Well, I have just burning topics on my mind because I just got back from talking in California and so many people had great questions. So one of them was, um, this one rather broke my heart. A a mother said to me, her little girl was, um, you know, pushing or, or being aggressive to the, to the baby brother. And after the incident, the baby brother was fine. He was content again. But the little girl who was three or four was a mess, and she was feeling so guilty about having, um, you know, attacked her brother, and she was feeling just rotten inside, and she was crying and carrying on and having all these big emotions in the aftermath. And the mother said, well, I couldn't go to her because that would be a reward. That would be rewarding her for her bad behavior, and I couldn't give her mommy time because I couldn't give her myself when she'd just been bad. And I thought, oh. Um, so she was... Love me when, you need, when I need you the most. You know, yeah. it's not the glory times. It's easy to just hug your kid when they're smiling and they've just won an award or something happy and easy. But gosh, when they really need you is when they're sloppy and the snot's coming out of their nose uh-huh. and they've just done something terrible and they need you. Don't use yourself as a reward or a punishment. You know, being in your circle of grace is not something to kind of deny them when they're needing you like that. Ooh. But I think people think it's being a good parent. You know, we don't want to spoil our kids, right? We hear, oh, we don't want to raise a brat. We don't want to spoil them. We need uh-huh. to be tough. We need to be firm. We need to set limits, which is all true. But I think we're misguided on what we're setting limits on. Don't limit yourself from a child who needs you because they're out of control, and boy, do they need you at that moment. Yeah, in those moments, we become we become anchors for for them to keep from keep them from going further adrift and and when we uh we push them away in those moments it's almost it's, it's almost like shunning um it, it it doesn't do them any good and i can't imagine how it makes you feel as the adult in that situation too because we're kind of wired to to take care of those little people around us who who are showing the need for some kind of care and so that, that from the parents perspective that must be a is a hard thing to do huh i um, well it's very hard but i think um many of us feel like what well, must be the right thing to do yeah you know it, it's this idea of reward and punishment and i guess i don't i don't parent by rewards and punishments so in general so i certainly wouldn't think of giving myself as a reward or a punishment um my being is so important i mean to my children, um, that the primary caregivers are always the central sun around which the family revolves. And I remember being a kid myself, and you know I could handle it when my mother or father went away to the grocery store. They they went away from me temporarily, even if the other oh. one was home. But I noticed I felt this aching when they were apart from me, um, and it's just it's so huge the the role that the parent plays and. 
um, we are their universe when they're very young. We are their universe. And to sort of let the sun go out at times um, is almost unfathomable. And you can see why people, even as adults, have these lingering feelings of, of rejection and, oh, that somebody won't love me anymore, this fear of losing love. Um, and I think some of it must stem from um, denying that that access when you really need them. Well, this is related to what we talked about a couple a couple weeks ago when we were talking about parents who were having a hard time sending their kids off to play on their own and, and feeling feeling because of their own upbringing that they were they they needed to say yes and drop drop everything uh, whenever their child uh, wanted their attention and. It, how, how did you respond to this question? I'm really interested in the well, language. I, I didn't quite understand at first, so I asked a clarifying question. I, I said, because the woman said, well, I, I couldn't give her mommy time. Uh-huh. And I said to her, can you explain to me what mommy time is? <laughs> and she just said, well, it's, you know, being with me or, you know, having a hug or being being nearby me or talking to me. And I said, oh, <laughs> it's yourself. It's uh-huh. Um, and so I realized that she was using her presence and her, in a sense, her love and attention as a reward and punishment. Um, but she was completely earnest, and mm-hmm. and um, I know that so many hundreds and hundreds of people share this thought. Yeah. Um, and it, it it must be a worrisome one. So I want to reassure people that if you are worried about spoiling your child, who's maybe just done something wrong. And when we talk about doing something wrong, these are young kids. They're not out, they've not just robbed the bank. You know, they're they're not major offenses. (laughs) They're not in the criminal scale. (laughs) It's something that is very normal for a child who's developing impulse control and has big feelings. They're going to do things that, that we need to help them stop. You know, punching the baby brother. Very normal, but it needs to have a limit. But when that same child then has emotions around that, help them with the emotions. You know, stop the behavior, but help them with their emotions because that's what they really need. There was a reason that she shoved her brother. There was some reason. Maybe she was jealous of the baby being in the house. Maybe the baby had just drooled all over her favorite toy. Maybe, I mean, there's a million things that could have happened. Maybe the baby had just shoved her. (laughs) You know, some babies are pretty tough little fellows. So... You never know what's going on, but there was some emotional reason that she reacted, and now she's reacting again. So help her with those emotions, because that is such a huge gift that we can give our kids, is to help them say, you can't do this. I won't let you hurt your brother. I will stop your body from hurting your brother. But you can be mad at him. Let's find out you know, how you can be mad without hurting somebody, and that's what they need. They need your help to to cope with these emotions that they're having. And if she's feeling guilt and remorse, which it sounded like she was, Mm -hmm. that's a good feeling. You should be encouraging that feeling. That's moral development. So sometimes that kind of moral development is loud and angry and it hurts, but it's, it's a positive. And to have support and encouragement of that is so critical. Yeah, and it takes, like everything else we've talked about, it takes practice to get good at handling these kind of situations. And I got to admit, um, in in my early days as a as a as a dad, uh, I, I'm I'm 
pretty definite that I probably responded a couple times the way the way it sounds like she did to the situation with my kids. And I don't feel good about it, but I didn't stay there either. I, I, I kept learning and kept growing and, and, and moved past that as I, as right. I learned yeah. more. Because parenting um, is a skill, and, and you, you don't always have to keep doing We don't things. get it perfect the first time yeah. or the 17th time. Yeah. It takes practice and we can't berate ourselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're going to all make mistakes raising kids and the kids will be fine. So, yeah. you know, don't worry about that part. I think um, for me, the hardest part was always setting aside my own emotions to help the kids deal with their own because when somebody's crying because they just got bit and the and the bite and you're trying to figure out what happened and and it it kind of you know the, the tones of voices they're using that kind of kind of gets you emotionally and to be able to take a take a calming breath and step back from the emotions just enough to keep yourself in check to make mindful choices in your responses can be a, a real challenging thing. And if you're if you're a new parent and aren't used to, I mean, that makes it more stressful. If you just had a long day at work, that makes it more stressful. So there's all kinds of things that pile on and make these situations real challenging. And it's that, right. that, that calming breath and mindful decision-making uh, about how you, how you engage is, is, for me, was really the hardest part. Yes, and I think I think that's almost universal. Um, you know, when I was pregnant, I was given the advice of, um, you know, put, go into the bathroom and close the door if you need to. Yeah. <laughs> Just get away for a brief time if you need to. Um, and many people find that useful. Just to find a spot, regain your calm, detach from, it's really not a big pitched battle. I mean, these are not two nations at war going on. It's something that there's a little blow up over and um, it's hard to be the adult and to keep the calm, but if you can't do it, how can she do it? Yeah, yeah, if, and, and they are, they're constantly watching and they're learning, they're learning how to react to these situations by the way we react to these situations. Right. And, yeah. and so we, we really need to be mindful about it and, and, and really that walking away for, for a minute or two to get your composure that that three or four or five or ten deep breaths uh it, I, it, it really it, it sounds so simple but it really it really does work right and it's hard to detach even for that brief moment for many people but you're not rejecting the child when you do that even if if they're screaming on the floor believe me they'll still be screaming on the floor when you come back after your four deep yeah. breaths <laughs> so you're not missing anything yeah, you're right <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not you're not missing anything but, worth missing. It's But I, I think this gets into this idea of reward and punishment and using your attention and your love almost as a reward and punishment yeah. when a kid is having big emotions. It's the same as timeouts. You know, um I've never used a timeout. It, people talk about time ins now and whatever you want to call it, that's the, the idea is don't um, isolate, banish, uh, take these big feelings that they obviously can't handle and put them on the, their own with them. We recorded a podcast, you and I, recently about kids do fine on their own. They can be pretty darn independent. Trust them. They can yeah. find things to do. But that's when they're calm. If they're in the middle of an emotional crisis, that's not the time to banish them. That's the time to open your arms and they may not want to hug at that moment, yeah. but, you know, open your heart and and um, help them through this big, big emotion. When they're calm is when they're able to be off on their own. And they may be off on their own faster than you are. This is what I find happens with me. There's some big eruption that happens 
the big emotions happen. I manage to keep my calm pretty well. The kid erupts. Then we get it all sorted out. They get back on track. They get back into equilibrium so fast, and I'm left panting in the dust. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it takes us, we hang on to things longer as an adult, and and we get into them, and then they stick stick in our gizzard, and we just can't shake it, and it can overshadow the whole afternoon. Whereas the child has moved on. Yeah, yeah. There's a break. They'll, the they'll come and show you the new toy or the new leaf they just found, as if nothing had ever happened. Yeah, five minutes later. They, they don't they don't know don't remember that five minutes ago there were, were three gallons of snot pouring out of their faces and and uh, right. and tears flooding the floor. Um, so I, we're going to have to put this on. We're going to have to put time out on on the list as a whole episode, be, or maybe a, <laughs> that, there's there's plenty. Yeah, to talk I just about. dropped that as a big bombshell. Yeah. You can't just drop it and leave it, can yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> and, and I totally agree with you on that. There's there's much better choices than that. So we'll have to come back to that. The punishment and rewards, I think, is something we'll, we're going to probably come back to more than once in the show too. Um, what's the research um, say about rewards and punishments and uh, their benefit for young children in early learning settings, um, Heather? Yeah, well, there's all kinds of books just focusing on that single topic um, about rewards and so on. I think I think their research is pretty universal that, um, you know, rewards will get you sh- instant short-term um, behavior changes, but if you're if you're talking about a lifetime and a full person and a, and a long relationship, if you're in this with your child for the long haul, not just for the next two minutes, then invest in strategies that are more effective um, for the long haul rather than giving out the candy and stickers for an instant um, of of behavior that you want manipulated. Yeah, yeah, and, and the rewards and punishments ends up going to back to something we mentioned in a previous episode, the whole intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation, and when when we become dependent on the the input from others, whether it's a, a being ignored because uh, you hit your sister or getting a sticker because you peed in the potty, um, it, it really does affect our 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 way of uh, of processing information and making decisions. And there's there's a, there's a lot there. Uh, rewards uh, or punished by rewards by Elfie Cohen is is my go to there because um, he he's got so many references in that book. You can go on for for months uh, if you need right. more and reading yeah, after working a, he, through there. Yeah, and Elfie Cohen is a great um, research. Um, strategist, and he'll he'll dig through all the studies, and and even if you don't understand all the statistical implications, he will dig it out for you and explain what's what's faulty in other studies and things. So he's a great resource. Yeah, so I think there's there's a lot more people that people want to dig into that, and I'm sure that's something we can come back to. Now, um, so these parents that are having this the, these situations, um, how, I'm trying to frame the question that's in my head that I don't have the language for. Um, where where do we... Where, well, I guess yeah. one way we could put this, one way we could put this is to say, you know, you are not a bargaining chip. You are a caregiver, and you're not going to shut yourself off from your child because they supposedly did wrong. If there's two kids and one of them is the aggressor or does something against the other one. You know, don't even think of it that way. Don't think of one is the bad kid, one's the good kid. One's the one who did something wrong, one's the one who didn't. 
they're both growing children, and they both need you at different moments for different things. And the one who probably did the wrong thing is the one that needs you the most right now. Yeah. So give them what they need. Don't think of it as a reward or a punishment. Um, they will grow and change and be able to be more of their best self as time goes on. But at this moment, they need you now. And, and that you you got me where got me back on track. Um, uh, the whole idea is I think we need to remember that they are also all all so brand new to the emotions they're having and the situations that they're dealing with that um, it, it, it is a real honest to goodness sometimes first time struggle that they're having with these things. Um, we as adults who've been managing our or trying to manage our emotions and interpersonal relationships for for decades longer than these young children often make a mess of it. Right. And and, and, and one reason we make a mess of it is because we feel our feelings are not accepted uh-huh. and we bury them bury them bury them. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've stood before an audience of 200 people or more and asked the roomful how many of you had all of your emotions accepted by your parents while you were growing up. Exactly, exactly. And there's first deadly silence, and then sometimes the most I've ever had, I think, was two hands going up. Uh-huh. And just last week, there were zero hands going up. This is, this is typical, that we did not have our feelings accepted, um, and so we bury them. And when you bury them, they keep surfacing. They're, they keep bubbling back up. Yeah. They, they don't want to be put down there, and, and they won't be put down there. So some of the problems we struggle with as adults are things that we've continually gotten the habit of burying over time. So, you know, the negative emotions really aren't that pleasant, and we would all wish they would just go away and we can sidestep them. But when your child is having a big emotion, a negative emotion, be there for her, be there for him. There's all kinds of ideas of ways you can handle that big emotion. And as you said, Jeff, the first thing is to learn how to keep your own big emotions under wraps so that you can be there to help your child. Yeah, and that doesn't that doesn't mean ignore them or discount them. It just means manage them, um, which is different than those those people who who uh, who were unable to raise their hands when he asked that question. We we can we can still feel what we're feeling. We just got to be the adult in those situations and 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 manage it effectively. And then after we're done with the situation with the kid, we can go we can go into the bedroom or the bathroom or the garage and melt down ourselves if we need to. Right, call a friend, whatever it is. And this is the same thing we were talking in another episode about mentors. And if you're having problems with this, you know, keeping your own anger under wraps or knowing what to do when a kid's got big emotions, watch um, a a mentor, someone that you really respect who knows how to handle young kids in action. And you'll be amazed at, well, they just state something very clearly and just say, oh, gosh, you're really mad or this is hard. It's making you upset that this is so hard. And they just take all the emotion and all that conflict right out of the situation. And you think, oh, that's all it is. Wow. Yeah. And then Mimic it. Be a parrot and try it out on your own and see what happens. Yeah. The the other thing I want to I want to really clarify is that when I say we need to we need to take a deep breath and be mindful about our responses and everything, that doesn't mean we we discount our own feelings of being upset or anger or frustration or whatever it is. We can we can still have those. I'm not saying put on that that false sing songy voice 
that, uh, <laughs> that people use at kids sometimes. You can still be mad. You can still be upset. You can still be frustrated. But just, just manage it in a way where it doesn't become the center of the interaction with that child. Right. Yeah, and this is going to be harder for some folks than others. So if this is something that you're struggling with, um, know that you're not alone. But some people, this is the breezy part of parenting, and other things trip them up. So, yeah. you know, we don't all have find everything easy, and there's going to be something that's super hard. And for a lot of people, this is it. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Next week, we're going to be back with another episode that's probably going to revolve around something that's super hard, and uh, we'll, we'll pick it apart and, and uh, share some thoughts on it. Uh, this has been Renegade Rules. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Boom. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.